Mic check. <clears throat> what? What? I moved that shit. You project, Why? man. You're a projectile. Yeah, but what do I sound like right now? Fucking Daenerys. I don't want to sound worse. Bitch. Spoiler sucks. alert. It's the Dab Podcast. Episode 67. It's showtime. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop top, she says I'm gonna win big. Choose not the life of limitation. Distant cousin to the reservation. Defunct the pistol that you pay for. Their podcast, the feeling that you stay for. What? <laughs> Red hot chili peppers, Andrew? <laughs> Everyone's just gonna turn off the rest of the podcast. You think so? They're done now? They're done That's listening because we came into that? A minute hot. A little RHCP <laughs> for the fans. Oh, the Dab Podcast, testing out different intros. Andrew, what is up? Episode 67, that's wow. what's up. It's crazy. It's a lot. Dab Podcast, Andrew Romanella, Anthony Rinaldi. Eh, oh, eh. Houston, we have a problem. You've been waiting all day to say that, I have been. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, the Carmelo effect. The curse of Carmelo. But really, it's Toronto, we don't have a problem. That was the story of the weekend. Listen, in Kauai, they trust. Yeah, it's true. It is all Kauai. But before we do any of it, it's Twitter. It's Instagram. Social media blitz. Dab Podcast on both of them. Go to the website, dabpodcast.com. Get us on Gmail, dabpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, you know where you can find us? Apple, Google, Spotify Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Question, sir. Uh, uh, Mr. Rinaldi. We got to get on, I think, iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. I feel like their podcast universe is pretty large. Yeah, I think the so, The folks too. need to hear us on, the, on that. that. That market needs so to So the, the folks that listen to us now right. on a religious basis. Because everyone's got that Continue to push it. Exactly. Right. Push the product. Right. Five like, stars, right? Five stars. Give it five stars. We've got a few. Yeah. A few five stars. Or if you go back in the, the history of that podcast. And annals. Really listen, annals of history. Annals of history. You listen to what Anthony says. It's usually five stars or four or whatever. Just give us stars. <laughs> Hey, listen, I, I, I'm a fan of any press is good press. I'm really upset. Talk to me. I, I messed Guy up. Guy on the I, couch. I messed up the Red Hot Chili Peppers intro. I'm disappointed about that. And the Rockets failed to knock out the Golden State Warriors. Listen, it's time that, it's time that Houston looks at himself in the mirror there. And Chris Paul's not getting any, any younger. P.J. Tucker's not getting any younger. Sure, Jimmy Harden's, I think, 30. And... They have some other nice pieces, but that style of no defense or whatever they, you want to call that, what D'Antoni plays, his style, Just doesn't work in the playoffs. Doesn't. Hasn't worked in years. Can't get past Golden State. Can't get past a limp Golden State. So what do you, Without Kevin Durant. Right. On their home floor. You had a, I mean, go back a few years when they got blown out in a game seven where they scored 74 points. So I want to say James Harden is a star. Is it a superstar, if you will? But for some reason... His, his his star doesn't shine in the playoffs. Is it James Harden? Is it Chris Paul? Is it both of them? Because like I have a hard time putting only the blame on James Harden. No, you, listen, it's a lot of Chris Paul too. But James Harden, that beard, he's the face of the Rockets. It's true. You yeah. are correct. And Chris Paul, listen, I'm I'm shocked at, at what you know. He, he he did. He was good in Game Four. I mean, kind of was a go, I mean did a little bit in Game Five, but I mean it was a no show in Game Six, and. 
He's going to be one of the leaders. You're making, I think, what, 30-some million, 35, well, no, he was Chris Paul was good in game six. He was good in game six? He had 27. He went 11-19 and 19 from the field. It was a game five. One of the games he, he Yeah, really, terrible. He oh, had like, game five? He had like three points or something stupid oh, like that. Right. That, to your point, you can, that can't happen. Right. No, you, listen, can't you, not, you can't show up like that. No. And, and for you to lose on your home court by, by 10, it was probably the scoreboard wasn't that close to a – in the fourth quarter, they they were outscored by ten points on their home floor. But I mean, I think the real, not to sweep under the rug, Steph Curry's a stud. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows that. But and he wasn't playing good. You heard the stats I read you last week. How about the first half? I know. Over. Over. Over five. That the only, was that the first half in his life that he was ever had who, zero points? Probably. But who cares? What did he drop in the second half? Thirty-three. Yeah. Something stupid, man. So I mean, dumb. I mean, so, so good. Listen, as as a Nick fan, I'm hoping the Warriors run away with it. So KD realizes, oh, shit, maybe it ain't me, you know. I don't need to be here. So let me go to New York and do my thing over there. Well, that's why you're excited because it's uh, draft lottery day. Oh, Andrew, don't get me started. Draft I don't lottery wanna, I didn't day. Talk, I didn't want to talk about it. I'm going to vomit. The Knickerbockers. Yeah, because you feel like something bad's going to happen. I got, I got my mellow jersey. I got my Porzingis jersey. So I don't know what to do with it. Do I put them in the freezer? Do I burn them? What do I do? I don't know. We'll th- we'll th- I, I think a trash can nearby, but if KD's not playing in game one. Right. If the Warriors win without KD, let's say he doesn't come back in this series and the Warriors win, regardless if they take the championship or they don't, is that more of a reason for him to want to leave? Or is that him saying to himself, hey, you know what? Let's see what happens in the championship series. If they win the whole thing without me, then I, I'm definitely gone. For the Knicks, yeah. If they, if they win without him, he's going to be like, well, all right, clearly they won, they won before me. They were a 73-win team prior to me coming there. So maybe I'm not the guy. Obviously, you know, I think they're going to offer Clay a max contract. They, I mean, and, and rightfully so. That dude is just – he carried him in game five. And then you saw in game six in the first half, dude's like, all right, all right Steph, you know, take care of yourself. Yep. I, I, got, I got the first half. You just worry about the you know, second half. Yep. Save your bullets. And I think, that, I think it's better for the franchise if it's Steph and if it's Clay staying and getting the maxes than it would be if it was KD. They tried to keep Clay, They made him unhappy. And then you piss off a guy that was a cornerstone to what your franchise is right now. Exactly. And I think, you know, KD's the outsider. So, obviously, Steph drafted by him. Clay drafted by him. Draymond, same thing. He, he may leave if somebody offers him more money. But I don't know. Uh, what's Boogie going to do? He may be back in the series. They said him and KD might try to both come back at the same time, which might be an interesting dynamic because that may disrupt it. it. Clearly, they play a different style of basketball with Kevin Durant on the floor, and I guess rightfully so. Uh, you know, But they've always played a, a kind of o- offense where they let the defense dictate it. Like, if you're going to cover KD, Steph's open or Clay's mm-hmm. open. So it's like pick your poison. So I, I, I don't know. I got them at six, maybe seven. I, I, I give Portland a little credit. So I, I don't want to say it's a gentleman's sweep by any means, but I would say maybe six. C.J. McCollum. Wow. Yeah. Ka- Kawhi Leonard said, home my beer. Yeah. But the 37 points he dropped. What I found the most interesting about the C.J. McCollum 37-point Game 7 performance on the road in Denver was the fact that three of his shots in that game were from beyond the arc. Were from ins- Wait, what? Yes. Shut up. Yes. In today's NBA? So 34 of his A two-guard. Yep. Inside the arc 34 of his 37 points came from inside the arc wow the, the lost art of the mid-range isn't that interesting and damian lillard was bad he was like 3 of 17 from the field it's dame time and you and in, in the interview after which i love and this is why i think 
Portland's a great team to make it. Besides the fact that for first time in NBA history, a brother pair is going to play in the Western Conference Final in Seth Curry with the Golden State Warriors. Excuse me, Seth Curry with the Portland Trailblazers and Steph Curry with the Golden State Warriors. It's the first time ever that's happening. It's a tough spot for Dell there, huh? Who you that's vote? pretty cool. Who you, you split the jersey up, you sell it? No. What do you do? Who are you rooting for? Seth. Seth, 100%, right? Steph's got like Steph's three got nine rings. of them, right? Yeah, like, what are we, yeah. Come on, son. Yeah. Let your brother win. That, I'm rooting for him, yeah. Who's the older one? Do you know who's the older brother? I, I think Steph, Steph is, is, right? Steph is. Because Seth went to Duke. Duke I think he, he, no, he, went some, he went to Liberty. But then went to then Duke. Then transferred though. to Duke. Right. Then went to the and NBA. He was, how many years was Davidson? Was he all four years? Who, Seth, Steph Steph Curry? Yeah. That's a tough name sequence. Seth, Steph. Steph. Steph Curry, Davidson? I want to say he was there for four years. Wow. We're going to Google that. Somebody Google it. But listen, I mean, Portland, sadly, Portland, you know, it's one of those teams on the West Coast. You don't see many. A lot of people didn't know who Damian Lillard is. I mean, everybody knows who Damian Lillard is. But, and CJ McCollum, people didn't really know their game. But that's probably – everyone talks about the best – Splash Brothers, the best backcourt back in the NBA. But, I mean, listen, we're going to get the, the matchup you want to see. The NBA cannot be – I would say more happy than having this matchup because it's honestly, it's the best two backcourts in the NBA. Now, and uh, Steph Curry went to Davidson for four years. Wow. One pick away from my New York Knickerbockers. Oh, what could have been? Seventh overall pick. Shut your face. What year? 2009. Wow. That was good. Yeah. Brutal. Yankees won me a ship though that year. Thank you very much. They did. The only ship that A-Rod was able to bring. Yeah. Put that needle right in your butt, you. Not, not the jump ship, but real quick. Do you, do you think A-Rod was a big factor as to why they won that title? 100%. Carried him. I mean, you, you saw some postseason at bats, hitting home runs, bombs. That was like the on only the juice, series the he juice. was good yeah, at. Exactly. He was guard. I mean, that he oh two. you know, he was swinging a slider in the dirt. And he he struck out so much, but he just clicked in the playoffs. He got hot. And similar to a hot, you know, I always say it, similar to a hot goalie, the Yankees literally rode him to a and that, that, got, that got him another 10-year contract. Yeah, and that was really his whole career right there. That was, take one. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like who, who do I want to say? Does it make those like, contracts uh, worth it? Like Masai, to, to switch it back to you, like Masai Ujiri on Toronto okay. taking a one-year bet on Kawhi. Sure. Right? Like you trade away DeRozan, fan right. favorite, homegrown guy. Right. But clearly you see why he did it. You, know, you can see there's a clear difference between Kawhi and DeRozan as you're about to embark on the Eastern Conference Finals. So you see... He was willing to risk a chance of, hey, listen, we're probably not going to sign him next year. Let's bring him in. Let's woo him. You know, bring all the pretty ladies around from yep. Toronto. All those free, you know, free. They tried games. to pull a Paul George. It's hundred percent what they're doing. You got to try it with a better team and a better opportunity. They knew they win. were close. They were close last year. Yeah. They were just a few guys. You know, they're like, all right, Kawhi's that guy. Yeah. Let's see if we can get one out of him. Listen, you get one championship out of him and yeah. he goes. Whatever. From Masai Ujiri, it's worth it. It's worth it. Hundred percent. So that to you then justifies the ten-year contract to A Rod because you got that one championship. Mm, I mean, for the Yankees' sake, probably not because they need more than one. I mean, I, for me, as, as a fan, I like to see championships. So I'll take it. And I, like I said, I ain't, ain't my, I ain't doling out the money for it. So I, I'm desperate. My Knicks are terrible. My Giants aren't a funk. I, I, my Yankees, my my Triple A Yankees, you know, half game out of first place. They're doing well. We'll 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 get there. You say Portland loses in six, yeah. maybe seven. Right. All right. No Nurkic, man. You just you just you just went plus plus on the Toronto Kawhi situation. Is that how you're feeling over Milwaukee? Or no, give me Joel. Give, give me boys? give me Team Super Freak. Yeah, I mean you saw and you saw in the whole series. I want to say I, I'm not comparing the two, so 
that podcast listeners don't get your panties in a bunch. That should soon be iHeartRadio listeners. That's right. Kawhi Leonard has very much had a Jordan-esque series against uh, Philly. Okay. He was by himself. So sure. it was literally LeBron. Nothing else. Yeah. Nobody else. 100%. How many points did Kyle Lowry score last bit? 10 maybe? He got 10 out of Kyle Lowry. I think he got 17 out of Ibaka. 10. He was 1 of 7 from beyond the arc, Kyle Lowry. Right. What did Siakam give us? Nothing, right? 11 points, Didn't... 11 boards. I mean, that's, 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 a, like good, the, that's, that's a good, good game. Night. I love it. But he's but like, a, there's but no, he's just... And I mean, listen, you have a game, 92 to 90. Agreed. So, and I mean, it was a quiet, quiet place both ends of the floor, which True. is absurd. He, you know, shut down Ben Simmons. He would shut down uh, J- Jimmy Butler. The only way I could describe this guy is he's a robot d- designed to play basketball. I mean, his jump shot is fluid no matter who. I mean, he legit scored a, what, 20-foot 20, 20 fadeaway over a 7-foot 3 or whatever it's called, 7-foot 1. Joel Embiid outstretched arm with a soft touch. Are you kidding me, Andrew? And then showed emotion. Finally. For the first time ever. Oh, my goodness. Did you hear his press conference after? Oh, typical robot answer. Yeah, I'll hear it. For those of you who didn't hear it, I'll mimic it for you. Well, I got the shot that I was looking for, and I didn't want to leave any shots on the floor, so... I went and took the shot I could take, and that's what happened. Wow, it's scary. Pretty good. <laughs> I mean, did he just wake up from a, a nap, or did, <laughs> yeah. he just, did, he just get, did he just make history by hitting a Game 7 buzzer beater? You couldn't tell. You couldn't tell either way. But I guess that's what makes Kawhi so great. That's right. That's why he's so great, and that's why, like you said, Masai Ujiri is going to take a risk on him and say, hey, you know what? This is, I'm, uh, this is worth it to me long term. I'm going to say even if they don't make it to the finals, it's a, a, a win for Masai Ujiri. I even agree. if they don't keep Kawhi, it's now, a win. Let me ask you this question. Do you think he knew LeBron was going to leave so it made more sense? Because knowing that you didn't have to get through that Cleveland Cavs team anymore in the East, it made it more realistic for them to be an actual contender this year? Because I don't know if Kawhi against that LeBron team is good enough to go and possibly get to the Eastern Conference Championship. That's a good question. I don't, listen, the, the owners talk to each other, these rich billionaires, so all they do is you know, banter like old women. So I'm sure someone in some you know day spa in Florida they were talking about, yeah yeah LeBron's going out west. So he's like, all right, now's my time to hop yeah, on it. I, and listen, Kawhi desperately wanted out of San Antonio, and from what I hear, Toronto's beautiful. So maybe they get lucky. It is. Maybe they win a championship, and he's like, you know what? They got we got a good squad here. I'm gonna stay. And he's not just changing a franchise. He's not becoming polarizing for just a fan base. He's becoming polarizing for a country. He's if he wins a championship for the Toronto Raptors. He becomes a country's biggest fan. 100%. That's the biggest – that's the craziest thing about this. And I think that's the factor that Ujiri and his staff said this could be the difference maker in him not wanting to go to L.A. after a year here, especially if we're successful. And listen, the East is only – if, if the, the powers that do shift their weight, the East is going to be tough. I mean, hopefully my Knicks are up there. Obviously, Philly's going to be there. If you know things fall right, they had a pretty good squad, obviously. Boston – you, you have no idea what uh, what Kyrie's going to do. It looks like he's out the door. So, but that young that young college squad that Brad Stevens likes so much, he'll have back. So, the NBA's going to NBA's in good hands. And uh, I'm just going to say right now, Adam Silver, do right by my Knicks. It's about time we got lucky and give me, you know, number one overall. One one time for the kid. Before we go draft lottery, I need you to confirm your Western Conference and your Eastern Conference picks in the NBA. I don't want to go chalk, Andrew. But I'm going to go Chuck. Okay. Give me Milwaukee versus Golden State. Oh. I like that. I think Giannis, first time Giannis. But, listen, KD's going to come back. Golden State's too much. They get another. Golden State in six. 
So so Golden State wipes out Portland in six. Milwaukee wipes out Toronto, Toronto in. That's gonna go seven. That's uh, yeah. Well, no, like I said, I, I don't like the team around Kawhi anymore. Okay. Like yeah, yeah. There's nothing. There's right. there's literally nothing. And you saw nobody wanted to shoot the ball. No. There was one series I watched, and they literally passed it around the horn. Kawhi started it. It went all the way around the horn. They hit open shot after open shot. They kept passing, and Kawhi's like, all right, I guess I'll shoot the three and make it, guys. But, geez, someone took a shot. Like, Kyle Lowry is the highest-paid player on that roster. He's making $31 million a year. Wow. Point guards. I mean, look, John Wall makes that kind of money. Right. Kyle Lowry. I mean, these point guards are just making dough. Dough, but yet he's Russell not Westbrook? producing in the playoffs. Right. Not producing in the playoffs. Uh, listen. It's like a quarterback in the NFL. You need one. Got to have one. Everyone needs a good one. Sometimes yeah. you overpay for them, though, and they end up not producing for the dollar amount. Right here in, in this Western Conference, excuse me, Eastern Conference Finals, that's where Kyle Lowry is going to want to show out if Toronto has any chance. Along with Siakam, along with Sergi Blaka, these dudes need to show up. Like, Pau Gasol. You need to be able to no, go. No, Marc Gasol. Marc Gasol. Pau Gasol's hurt. Got However, it. isn't that funny? Right. He's a brother. Two sets of brothers, but yet Pau's hurt, so he's not playing. What Pau's you- on Milwaukee. Oh, it's like a trade. Man. Yeah, I'm Milwaukee. We established that last week. Mm. Yeah, so I'm going. I'm going seven games in both series. Wow. I just feel like Golden State's good, but they're gettable this year. They're too good to be beat in a series, but they're gettable enough to push them to the limits. A lot of people have been talking smack on their bench, but let me tell you, their bench their showed bench up. Their bench showed up. Listen, Game John Livingston. Six. Yep. That guy, uh, Quinnen or whatever his name and, is. And Andre Iguodala, he's everybody a, in America. He, AI, man. He's a finals MVP. Right. So let's not forget that. I remember that that dude had no jump. Ben Simmons, take note. Right. That dude had no jump shot. Nothing. No jump shot. None. He reinvented his game in Golden State. 100%. Because wasn't he in the next AI in Philly? He was. I mean, listen, he was really good in Philly. He, he was. was. Around, like, around the rim, like Ben Simmons. Like Ben, If I'm Philadelphia... I may dangle a Ben Simmons trade carrot out there. I think I, I would you try. You need a point and, guard, man. I try and keep Jimmy Butler, dangle a Ben Simmons trait, and go get a point guard. 100%. That's keep, my move. I keep Tobias Harris. Although he's yeah. probably going to Brooklyn. but I, If I'm Brooklyn, I want Tobias 100. Harris. And you're happy and, you're, and, and you go home. You are. Golden State goes seven. They win the series, though, against Portland. I'm taking Toronto. I'm really? taking Toronto. That is the dumbest thing you could say. I don't think their bench is that great, but I think something's happening here, man. And here's why. And you know what? I'm going to teaser, teaser alert for our what do you got picks later. But game one of the series is the most important, and we see it all the time in sports. Milwaukee has days off. They're sitting. It wasn't that close of a series against Boston. They breezed through the last two to three games of that series. Toronto fought for it. Something happened that's never happened in NBA history when Kawhi Leonard hit that shot. It bounced off the rim four times. The best picture you've ever seen. First time ever. Toronto's going to take that magic. And they're going to roll. And if they steal game one, it's a different series. I can't wait to watch eight seconds left. Isolation basketball. Tie game. Giannis up against Kawhi. Oh. It's going to be must-see TV. It's going to be must-see. It's going to be. So is Kawhi Leonard king of the North, Andrew? Yeah. We the for North. right now, right? Yeah. For right now, he is. He's the king of the North. Look out, Jon Snow. Jon Snow. You know nothing, Jon Snow. You know nothing, Jon Snow. All right. And then to finish that off. I have, in that finals, Golden State-Toronto, Golden State wins it in five. Wow. That's where Toronto gets the That's where gassed. Gassed. Yeah. Yeah. I I would see that with Milwaukee, too, though. MVP, Clay Thompson. It's going to be 
Really? Say it. I want to hear you say it. Clay Thompson. I want to hear you say it. Is he paying me, bitch? He's, he's going to secure That's the bag. That's his statement? He's going to secure the bag. Do you think he's going to put, million think he's gonna he's gonna put shoe soles in that? Have the 100%. Stats on it, too. 100%. Something like that. Shoot, shooting shade at KD. Before we move to some fan mail that we got on Instagram that we need to respond to, okay? Because one of them is your boy Gutty got finding way on the podcast again. Man, this is, <laughs> time to He's put him on the payroll. Time to yeah, get you on the payroll, right? Gutty Gut. Unreal. You just mentioned draft lottery before, and God, I I just know what you're thinking as a Knicks fan. I know you want to be so positive because you're one of three, but you're not. And with <laughs> the fifth pick overall in the 2019 NBA draft lottery. New York Knicks. Boo. Yep. And then Anthony is going to fire off some fire because he's going to be miserable. One of three. One of three with a 14% chance to get that first best pick chance, overall. Best chance to get number one overall. What's the worst case, best case scenario? You don't get the first pick, but you get John Morant? No. If we get number two pick, I don't know if you're taking John Morant. Because you're probably going to – because if you're getting KD, you're, you're giving him the keys to the Ferrari. He's, okay. He has open-door policy. Who, you want to play with Kyrie? He's your point guard. Okay. So I don't think you draft John Morant. Okay, I, so I, who you get next? Um, I don't want R.J. Barrett. I'm not a Knicks fan either, but I don't want R.J. Barrett on any of my rosters. I don't want I think R. he's going to be an okay NBA player. But, right. not- but he may be in a good role player. Listen, if you keep the pick, I don't know if this is, listen, this is a pipe dream. I'd Maybe probably, you trade it. It can't happen because they're probably all going to want max money because I don't think anyone's going to come to New York take a haircut. But if they got the number two pick and New Orleans is interested in it, you trade that for Anthony Davis. And you see if KD, Kyrie, Anthony Davis can work out a 3-0 where they, they all take less money, but they come together for a ring. So it would be another version of the Miami Heat. Right. And, I mean, you put those three in the Knicks with their, with their cast. I mean, come on. That's their top, their top three. I just don't see the Anthony Davis thing working out. Right. I agree because I, I think his heart is set on L.A. Yeah. That dumpster fire that yeah. LeBron's created. Yeah. God bless him. Listen, you want to go there? Knock yourself out. Does his heart get set on maybe going to the Clippers? Ooh, hell no. He's going to go to, come on, you go to the Lakers. <laughs> if you're out in L.A., bro, why would you go to the Clippers? Because that's a better situation right now than the Lakers. The Lakers are a legit oh, double. Right, Frank Vogel and Jason Kidd are essentially co-head coaching the Los Angeles Lakers right now. How about <laughs> that franchise? So me, Wait, Hawthorne Glass, Angelo Rinaldi, diehard Laker fan. Losing his mind. Losing his absolute mind. Let me ask you this question. On the contract for Frank Vogel and for Jason Kidd, does it say – you're thirty three point three percent head coach, Jason Kidd's thirty three point three percent head coach, and LeBron James is thirty three percent three head. coach. I don't think LeBron even is knows. Is it saying right on the now. contract he's, right now? He's in the studio editing his movie. So he, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think he hasn't picked his head up yet. He hasn't. He has no idea the Lakers coach. He's coaching. taking jump shots. He thought, of he's, he, Bunny he, he, thought he, <laughs> he thought he's got Ty Lue wrapped up already. Even yeah. Elmer Fudd are taking jump shots. He saw back. Ty Lue leaving the building. He thought he was the coach. Yeah. He goes, "Oh, coach is back. Coach Lue. All right, here we go." Yeah, it's crazy. Brutal. It's exact opposite of what everyone thought. Thank, thank goodness for the Lakers being a dumpster fire because my Knicks were not dumpster fire. But now, listen, we did everything right. We tanked. We grew. We, we, we had some young players. That we but now liked. you got to get the pick. They, Adam Silver, th- listen, I know you listen to the podcast. Do, me, do it right. Freeze that ping pong ball, that envelope, whatever you had to do, give us the number one. I heard a crazy stat like since 2002 or something like that. The Knicks have been in the draft lottery like 13 times. Yeah, and they always land on the spot they're supposed to. Yeah. Which is forty seven point nine percent, which is fit. <laughs> Damn it. Every time. And the sad part though is if you go back and especially the recent history, there's actually people they've passed on <laughs> that were really good. Like, I don't Mitchell. know, Donald Mitchell. <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith. Well we got him now, thank you. Yeah, we'll waste. Right. Uh, I mean listen, I, I mean I think if you yeah. draft him then, what 
<sighs> what could have been? Yeah. What could have been? I know. Listen, I think we're in, uh, in, in Scott Perry and uh, Stephen Mills we trust. That's all I yeah. can say. We have the money. We have the potential to have the assets. So let's see what happens. Was it Perry or Mills that was a part of the Supersonics front office that drafted Kevin Durant? I want to say it was Perry. Perry, right? Yeah. Right. So there's a history there. And his, 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 his agent wants to own the Knicks one day. So listen, it's, it's all set in stone. Your boy Stephen A. Smith, who also listens to the podcast, said – it's 90, 95% KD and Kyrie are coming to New See, York. that to me tells you tells me that one of them is not coming. <laughs> Neither of them. We're going to get Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris and nothing else. And if, John Moran. If you got Jimmy Butler and Zion Williamson, would you be pissed or would you be okay? If I got No, if I got Zion, I'm fine. Yeah, that's it. For Even na- if you for got now, neither, for no now, one else. For now. I want KD. KD's the, he's the prize. As long as it's not a, a torn AC. As long as he doesn't really F his knee up. Which I don't know him coming back playing on the calf. I don't know, it's man. Not smart for him. I don't. Yeah, I, I wonder. Well, if he's I think he's out. making a business decision right you now. You think so? Yeah. First game of the NBA Western Conference Finals, and sore calf. It's, it's a sore calf. Sore calf. I mean, now maybe they're lying to us. Right, hundred percent. I think they're trying to protect him. It could be worse. He, yeah, ooh, or, ooh. But he could be making a business decision. Ooh, business decisions ooh, to be made. Wow, that'd be that'd if, be some story. If you're not majorly injured, right? You're KD. Okay. Oh, you're not majorly you're injured. You're playing. You know, every athlete wants to play. Yeah. Even every injured athlete wants to play. Even if you're yeah. staring at a max, and it could be your last max of your career. I think KD is financially secure because he seems like a smart guy, and he's all into his commercials. He's got shoe companies. He's got what 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 have you. So I think he's all right financially. So I think he's for another for another ring, another chance to be an MVP maybe because he is playing pretty pretty well. Besides Kawhi doing his thing and CJ McCollum. I mean, KD's averaging like 30-some points when he was playing, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he's up there. He's, he carried Golden State he did. for a minute there. He did. Because Steph, Steph, couldn't, and, Steph and, couldn't hit the beach from the ocean. Clay were bad, too. Clay was bad, too. I said they said that backwards. They were both. The ocean he couldn't the hit the boat. Yeah. Yeah, he fell off the man, boat. Man, he couldn't hit the boat from the ocean. <laughs> That's true, man. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Hey, listen. We had a few people uh, chime in on the Dab Podcast Instagram. Sure. Give it to me. Simple Man Radio. Love it. In. Love it. He said, what's next for the 76ers. God damn it. I love when Philadelphia blows and they lose. Shout out Sean O'Neill on your bum-ass basketball squad. I don't know, man. What do you do? I, I think you try to keep it together. I think you touched on it before by trading Ben Simmons. I think I, that's I, yeah, you got to dangle it. I mean, listen, no offense to Ben Simmons, but it's his third year in the league, right? At least. He had a whole year off of one year, and he's yet to work on a jump shot. Like, he needs to develop a jump shot. So I don't know if someone has a camp. I don't know if Kylie Jenner needs to tell him. Somebody needs to tell him, Kendall Jenner, sorry, wrong Jenner, he's dating. Somebody needs to tell him to develop a goddamn jump shot. Can somebody just stop dating the Jenners that's in the basketball association? Well, I don't get listen, it. Listen, they seem to be top A1, a you know, number one celebrity, so it's all about the status. Andrew. So it's good about having the status, it's bad about winning the basketball games. 100%. Basketball second to, the, you know, to, the, to them. To Ben Simmons especially. Right. Listen, you keep the Jimmy kids Butler, silly. you trade Ben Simmons. Ideally, that's what you're trying Simple to do. Simple man radio, call the Sixers and tell them that. Do you fire the, br- the coach? Yes. Who are you gonna Dude, hire? I... Who you, who's out there? It's not that I'm not... I don't not like Brett Brown, but at the same right. time... I agree. It's like, he doesn't do anything for no. me. They don't run an offense. There's nothing fun to watch. You have great players, but somehow... And isn't part of Ben Simmons not developing on YouTube, bro? Like... You're the Good leader. Point. You're Good the leader point. of the squad. You're you're his first professional coach. His only professional coach. Right. So shouldn't you be? And maybe he is, and maybe he's making the conscious decision to not go out there and work on it in the off season. But I don't know. I just think when we look at these situations, teams aren't winning. Look at 
Look at Toronto. Everyone lost their mind with Dwayne Casey getting fired last year, winning coach of the year. Now, LeBron's not there. So, again, there's a little asterisk there because he's not in the conference. But right now, again, they look like geniuses because now they're somewhere they hadn't been before with the coach of the year, Dwayne Casey. Listen, sometimes you got to make that move. And, and, and he, Nick Nurse got his boys playing for him. I had no idea who Nick Nurse was. Hey. But, listen, the man apparently knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. But if, I'm, if, you're, if you're the 76ers, who are you going to hire as your coach? Mo Cheeks? I mean, who? No, Tyron Lou. Tyron Lou's available? I say get Allen Iverson. Hey, AI, come coach. Mm, yeah. What do you think? It's not a bad one. Knuckleheads on top of knuckleheads? No. God, no. We're talking a, about that, practice? That'd be a circus. Not a game. Not a game. God, Alan, man. how's practice going? <laughs> we hate practice. <laughs> talking about practice? Okay. We got another fan mail that came in via the DMs on Instagram. Everyone, oh, he definitely slid in the DMs. Your boy, John Gutt. Definitely sliding in some DMs. Slid on the DMs. He said he hates the writing in season eight of Game of Thrones. Oh, man, come on. That's just too easy. It's, it's too easy to pick on an on a, on a, on a HBO series like this. But you, can, you have to expect it. They, had, they built up seven seasons of it. We had, what, two years off? And now we're going Mach 10, you know? It's crazy. It's going fast. They definitely, I feel like they could have drawn it out. I have to agree. It's, I didn't care for some of the way people died I in this previous episode. I, mean, I love uh, the fact that everyone's dying. And the best part was I needed more that, death. That first clip when you saw graphic violence, I'm like, yes. Yes, we're back. We're here. Let's 100%. roll. And listen, you're, you're right. But as soon as the HBO took over from the, from the original book series, mm-hmm. they got soft. Yep. They got soft. They, they didn't start killing off main characters. Yep. Because Every, everyone gets attached to the characters. And somebody asked me, well, how are they why, – why would you stop – filming right now at the, at the peak of their like fandom i'm like well it's kind of the perfect time to kill it like ride it now while it's high don't let it because if you drag it on maybe it gets a little boring and you're seeing it right now because in my mind it is slightly dragged on and that's why people like your boy john gutty guttington are feeling this way about season eight because i've been saying it the whole the whole time it's it's not really that creative there hasn't been a lot going on you and chris said it three weeks ago where's the death We've gone soft on Game of Thrones. And, and lastly, and I don't care, Tuesday, Wednesday, and the tits. Friday. Where's the tits, man? I'll ta- Come on. Well, that's, I mean, that might be a conversation. A little elsewhere. Elsewhere. Sorry. FCC's going to come in here. But what are we doing with the death of Cersei? Yeah. I'm sorry if you haven't watched it yet. Then hit pause right now. Oh, well, too late now. You already said it. It doesn't matter. You, you don't know how before. it happened. You don't know how it happened. All right, folks. If you, if you, go, go rewind it. Pause we, before we get to the discussion. Well, what are we doing? That's bullshit. She doesn't deserve to die like that. She deserves to die a, a vicious way. Yeah. Listen. By I, someone staring her in the face and then before, shoving it in her face. Before we get to that, I want to say they, they – I think they did it backwards. They filmed it backwards. They should have really had the Night King go through King's Landing and just tear through that, have a battle and just rip – like that's how serious she should have died. Through the Night King just rolling through. Because and she then the battle of Winterfell should have been this last episode. And, or second last episode should have been the batter of Winterfell. So the you, craziness. Well, I see that because that would have been so much more build up. Because yes. Arya killed the Night King at the very, almost at the very last episode. Because listen, there's going to be some shit though going on with who's going to who's going to uh, you know sit on the throne. I know the odds are out there in Vegas. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to call my buddy up. I'm, I'm putting some odds on this one. I I want to see I want to see Arya on the throne, but I, I think it's Jon Snow. I'm telling you that Cersei's death was Game of Thrones Sopranos moment. Really? Yes. Your brother-in-law loved it. I hated it. Said it was poetic justice. Why? 
He said, because listen, she was the, the heel. The castle came crumbling down on top of she her. She was the heel of the whole whole episode, series. Everyone hated her. And you kind of saw it come full circle where she was in a moment. She was in the arms of her loved one, her, her, you know, her brother, obviously. But the, with the whole mother thing, Mother's Day, kind of, I don't know. He said it was kind of poetic justice that that's how she died, getting crushed. I don't know. I, 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 the first time I texted him, I said, that, that bitch needs to die a lot worse. Yeah, her head needed to get chopped I off. Think, no, I think she should have been eaten by a dragon. I think that's the worst. Really? Like, like maybe I'll just let Drogon just go. Wah! Or if he just like bit like her arm off at first. Or how about poor Varys? That poor bald bastard. Yeah, and he was right. 100%. He's 100% right. She had that crazy look in her eye. now she's Targaryen. She's showing her true Targaryen colors. She's a mad queen. She's a mad queen. Jon Snow's going to slay his aunt. You think so? Yeah. Or you think aunt Arya slayer. slays his aunt? I think she's going to try. Her aunt. Her, yeah. I think she's going to try. I, I don't know On her horse? Her. <laughs> Where did that horse come from? What? The- it's because the Lord of Light's behind her. Was it? Did you notice the beautiful amount of light, light. that was in the background right, right, right. of that scene with Arya shining through on, on the back of her? There's right. no way she should have been alive through any of that. Right. But also the little girl. The little girl that That's she saved. That's her motivation now. The little, the little girl that was running. I don't know if she saved her. I don't know what happened with her. No, they, she, she died. Did you right. not see? They, oh, that was, that was it? Yep. That was well, she's holding a white pony. Yeah. Which is, I think, a little ahead of the times again. Again, mm. Game of Thrones goof. Yeah. Because I don't think back in the day they had plastic like that. Sure. Because it, like, it looked like My Little Pony. Yeah. It was a white horse. Sure. So that's the kind of correlation with the white horses. That's what I, that's what I kind of read. But. Side note, before we get off of Game of Thrones, because John Gutty. I think we should keep going. John Gutty let us get deep into Game of Thrones. You know what I find really funny about the show? And, I, and maybe I think about this too realistically. But when they're on a battle, right, and they're marching, and then they, like, post up camp, like, the way some of those tents are set up, I'm like, do they really bring those big tables and desks and they're dropping those through the forest? Of course, that's right. Like, like, As someone's that, playing the yeah. banjo. But ring, 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 yeah. ring. I'm like, they have war. a legit castle chair. <laughs> like, is someone the game carrying is, The that? throne is actually outside. Right. In the castle. It's like, I, who I, carried, what mule carried that one? Yeah, like, stuff like that to me. Like, I know I'm thinking too much into it, but I'm like, this is just so dumb. No one carried that gigantic wooden table. Listen, <laughs> somebody left a Starbucks cup on the freaking I didn't set, even notice right? it. It's there. I knew it was there. I didn't notice right, it. Right. It's there, So, which is funny. But listen. It's, it's, that tells you how much they don't care about this oh, season. That's it. They have to get it over with. Yeah. But I, I hear there's going to be a spinoff. There, there's going to be a prequel. What do you think that's called? I don't know, but it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna to go off of the, the, the original Dark Knight or the whatever the – Game of Captains. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to be called. Ari is the ship. So What's a synonym to game? Today. Synonym of game? Battle? Not Ooh. battle. Yeah, it's not bad. Tournament? Tournament of Champions. <laughs> what is it, Medieval Times? You are the Blue Ranger. Hey, what would be the next time period after Game of Thrones? I don't know. HBO figure I out. think whoever wins the throne gets the spinoff. And then it's their rule that's the spinoff show. There you go. Right? Get it, get, get, get on the HBO. Because you know if Arya wins, people would want to see that. Right. But I think it's going to be Jon Snow. I think everything's going to lead back to Jon Snow. I hope not. That's just too generic. Yeah. You know what, though? You know what's really going to happen? If they want to get back to their Game of Thronesian roots, everyone. Daenerys would burn everyone, and she would be the winner. Wow. Because that's literally how the show has been based off of surprising the shit out of you. And most bad guys winning for a long period of time. My, my guess is Arya's going to kill Grey Worm. Yeah. They're going to stab him. Yeah. Going to wear his face. Oh. Because she, he's the only one that's going to be able to near, get near uh, Daenerys. Oh. So I think she, I, th- I think that's her root. Interesting. I think Daenerys may find out, or the dragon may do something crazy. And I think Jon Snow is going to come to the rescue Grey of Arya. Worm. 
Grey Worms really he got vicious there too. He well, listen, his he girl, his girl on the Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, he was just see ya. He, he yucked that spear too. Yucked it. The guys were surrendering. Dude, they, 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 they they turned their back and he went spear right to the talk about bitch neck, move. right through the back of the blades. Wow. Talk about bitch move. Hold on, Simple Man Radio. Quick side note. Tell Joel. Tell Joel and Beat he can't cry. If you're gonna be a tough guy, and start smack talking. You can't cry like that in the basketball court. I get the it, the emotion, but you can't cry like that. If you're gonna be a tough guy and call people out, just get to the locker room. And yeah, cry. get to the locker room and cry. Get behind closed doors and cry. I have no problem crying. You're gonna cry, you're gonna cry. But you can't be the guy throwing elbows, getting flagrants. And I, don't, I mean, listen. I guess you want your fans to be, you want your players to be that it's that the passionate. Heat of the moment, it's the battle. But um, sack it up, man. Listen, sack it up, soldier. Not only did as we get Sergeant it. Secret Sergeant Battle tells me, Nick Christopoulos, don't tell me to sack up. Yeah. <laughs> don't Throw, tell me to man up. Throwback Tuesday. Go back and listen to the Sergeant Secret Battle. Hit him up. Episode. Nikki Christopoulos. Nikki Christopoulos. Not only do we get fan mail, Mr. Rinaldi, we also got another voicemail. Wow, the people love on us. The Anchor app. We are doing things. We are Mr. Rinaldi. This voicemail is sponsored by Dig Me Nation. Head over to digmenation.com. Use the promo code DIGTHEDAB. That's D double A B. And receive 30% off. Your next purchase, the Dab Podcast, is the official sports podcast of the guy in the tie. Get your tees, get your hats, get your apparel, get ready for the summertime at digmenation.com and use the promo code DIGTHEDAB, that's D-A-A-B, DIGTHEDAB, for 30% off your next purchase. Here is your voicemail. Yes, I would like the Dab Podcast to comment today on the Dad Vale Regatta, which took place in Philadelphia over the weekend. It is the largest regatta in the United States, celebrating its 81st anniversary with over 100 schools participating. Maybe you guys can give us some uh, historical data and context to this great event. Have a great night. Now, hold the phone. <laughs> I know we get a little crazy here in the Dad Podcast. We, we, we get all the sports. We're going to talk about rowing, rowing now. And let me tell you, I have, I have a close personal relationship with two, two people who actually coach rowing. All right. So I know what a regatta is so, here. Oh, so let me tell you here, we're well seen. Knowledge. I know exactly what's going on. Shout out, you know, Rutgers finest kicker number 98, David Bonagura. Also a rowing coach. One-time co-host fian- of this podcast. That's right. His fiance. She's a rowing coach. She was a rower at Rutgers. I know you have some notes on Rutgers for the for the fans, but listen, all I know is it's a bunch of crazy people in a boat rowing in one direction while someone yells at you. So, but hey, 85 years, that's, that's a long run. Some bonus information. That was my godfather, Dr. Joseph Romanella, right there chiming Lots in on the Lots of Romanellas on the... If you want to jump in with uh, Dr. Joe... You go over to the Anchor app, Google, Apple, wherever you need to get your apps downloaded. Go to Anchor. It's a purple app. And then find the Dab Podcast. Go follow us. And right there, it says record a voicemail. You got a minute. Go record yourself a voicemail. We're starting to get a little traction with this. The people are getting excited, Anthony. Fans want to get involved. More need to do it now. Do it now, folks. Do it now. And just so you were wondering, Mr. Rinaldi, the Dad Vale Regatta is named after Harry Emerson Vale, or Harry Emerson Dad Vale, as they used to know him. 
and it was named after him for his many years of coaching at the University of Wisconsin Madsen. First Dad Vale Regatta, 1934. The first winner, Marietta College. And then after that, your Rutgers Scarlet Knights won seven straight. There you go. Dad Vale Regatta. Put Regattas. Dad in your pipe and smoke it, big time. There ten. you go. 1935 to 1942, the Scarlet Knights dominated the Dad Vale. That's right. It had a motor in the back of that boat. How about that? They were row, row, row in their boat. <laughs> and then <laughs> some, some interesting. You hung out with your nieces this weekend, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Yes, you did, sir. Yes, I did. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Baby shark dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then some weird stuff happened with the dad veil. There were some years where no one won the race. and <laughs> Nobody wanted to win dads. And then Rutgers really fell off the map. Typical Rutgers. But since then, it's been dominated by Philadelphia schools. So, hey, call in. Listen. We'll talk about it. rowing. Talk about rowing. What's next? I got to. I got a few stats on billiards, so all right, give it hit to us me. up, folks. The cue ball. <laughs> Let us know what you got. Ping pong. The cue ball is it. white. <laughs> is it? You're right. Baseball's white too. Oh, the hard ball. And your Yanks. My New York Yanks are playing well. Ah, somebody lit a fire under your Metsies finally. They did. Yeah, but, I mean, like, let's be serious. They played the Marlins for two games. But you got to beat them. Like, I agree. I agree. I agree. You got to take care of teams you're supposed to beat. But I need to see it for. One, two, three, four weeks. And the big thing, I think, for the Yankees, which is what I need to see out of the Metsies, is in their last eight series, the New York Yankees has won seven of them. See, that to me is the most important stat of all time. So you win it, you're going to win seven, a lot of baseball. You start winning series. Right, so two or three. Two or three. Listen, listen, taking two out of three out of Tampa is huge, especially going up against uh, – Two of their best arms. Yeah, Snell and uh, – Glasnow. Glasnow, who, of course, was on the DL. What, what, one bad outing. Oh, my elbow's oh, flared up. Yeah. Miss, a, miss a week. Yeah. So, it, listen, it is what it is. I, Tampa won 90 games last year, so that, that team's legit with, with a payroll, I think, of under $60 million, And a fan crazy. base of 1,000. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a whole different story. But the, I think they're for real. Obviously, my Yankees are there. We're, we're starting to back some, some people. Obviously, Andujar going back on a DL is not good. At this point, Loisica, did I, I see he was on Loisica's the DL? going on the IL. 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 I'm still called the DL, people. 17 New York Yankees this season yeah. have been on 18 the 18 stints because this is Anohar's tw- second. Th- get, get the surgery, dude. Let's, yeah. We have Gio, the labrum? We, yeah, we have Urshela at, at third. You, if you have a torn labrum, you can't make a throw from third. It's, sure. it's affecting your batting. And he's already not good enough defensively. You're not making us any better. So at this point, just sack up, take the surgery. We'll see you next year. Be ready for spring training. We'll go from there. Because think about it. Didi's coming back in, in July. We have Torres goes back to second. LeMahieu could be our third everyday third baseman. You still have Gio Urshela, who's unbelievable right now at third base. Uh, so Hicks was going to be back in the lineup, but got rained out. So we'll see him hopefully uh, tonight, but who knows. And he's back. Stan, I think he's taking swings down the minor leagues in, in Tampa. So that's he's there. Judge, we have no idea. That's that's a that's an oblique. Does that scare you? That it scares does, me. That does. Didn't he have one last two years ago or last year or something? He missed like say thirty games. I just like don't like that he's falling into the John Carlos Stanton pattern of being right. injured every year. Big guys like that are ripped up tight. It's, it's not problem. right. No. That's your boy Thor, man. He's like abnormal. Right. Right. His muscles, his muscles are all tight. There's not. I don't know. I don't want to say it's. I ain't gonna create any much physique. That's why CC lasted so long. Those crunch berries, that's man. It, that's, that's it. it. Man. Crunch berries and alcohol. Who uh, would have thought? off that now. Uh, oh, yeah, I went there. It's not too soon. It's when CC was three twenty-five, you know, my man was slugging back some tequila. Right. Is this one of those scenarios where you're almost nervous to get players off the IL because your team is gelling and playing so well? Because 
This is not normal Yankees ba- uh, baseball, Ant. I mean, they're 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 hitting and running. They're stealing bases. They're working at bats. They're hitting doubles. They're not just hitting home balls over the fence. They're doing some of that too. Right. But it's it's an all around offensive attack. Uh, listen, uh, shout out to all the all the stat nerds that Brian Cashman has has employed. You know, I think with the Yankees and and, and Boone, I mean, he doesn't make many decisions. I think it's if, if the players are going to play. Like if you're hitting, if you're playing. Like obviously, I mean, Hicks came back and Talkman went down. I mean, he's been playing well. That was a solid trade by Brian Cashman. Again, just fortifying the team, getting that no one thought about getting depth. Right, a, a fifth outfielder for the Rockies. Yeah, you know, we don't need him. So I mean, he lost his spot. Obviously, when Judge comes back and you got Frazier playing, there, what are you going to do? And Duhar going back on a DL is kind of a blessing in disguise, I think, because that, that means Arshel is going to play. But I think. I think if, if if you're if you're producing like DJ LeMahieu, you're gonna you're gonna play. Brian Cashman is all about the numbers. He doesn't care the name on the back. If, if you're producing, you're gonna play. And I think that's the winning ticket for the Yankees. And isn't the Yankees a situation where the lineup's pretty much on Aaron Boone's desk every day? hundred percent. I know Steady Collins. Steady Collins. I, I Terry Collins. Them. You said that last week. I that's did. right. Terry Collins said. My, the line, managers don't manage it. And the Mets are completely not like the New York Yankees. There ain't no Lou Pinellas anymore. See, uh, here's what's know. happening. In the Yankees facility, they got all these nice computers, right? right. I bet it's sophisticated. kind of looks like the stock market. In the Mets, they got some dude on a whiteboard. Right. Four plus four. They have the old school scoreboard. He's seven, he putting up numbers. Right, put up numbers as they're making their decisions. Brody's drinking. Figuring out their analytics. Brody's drinking his green tea latte. Yep. Frappuccino. Checking in on the agency, seeing who else he needs to hire. Right. How many how many CC, uh, CCA guys can I hire? No, but really, with them, it's just about putting both facets of the game together at the same time consistently. Can we pitch and hit at the same time? Because a lot of this year has been our pitching's on, no one's scoring runs. We're scoring runs, we can't keep people off the board. There's two Marlins games have been nice against the worst team in Major League Baseball, but how about that dumpster fire? Can I see that? over the course of 30, 40, 50 games. Because that's really where you prove to me you're a playoff contender. Because well, you got to be able to do it for a sustained amount you gotta of time. you got to stick around. Stick around through July. Don't don't, don't quit on your, your – your, don't, don't give the fans something to be angry about. But listen, the Mets, you had a tough schedule. Not going to lie. That was a pretty tough April and May. And now they have a little bit of an easier right. week now in you, half right now. Now you got to start gotta ta- take advantage. Exactly. Just like the Yankees. You know, listen, sure, we got, we're we getting beat by Baltimore and Detroit early on in the season. That didn't help us. But – with the squad we got, the 17 plus injuries, the fact that we're 21 and 14 or 16, whatever it is we are, I'll take that all day. Coming up right now for the Mets, the Marlins game got rained out. So you have Nationals for three. You're in Washington, but they're not really playing. No, that's terrible. You could be them. Then you have Miami again for three. Take them. Then Washington again for four. Then Detroit for three. Then you go out to L- LA, uh, right? To the West Coast. And you how many games? West is that? Coast swing. Eleven, twelve. How many games? Is that? Right there. Yeah. Three, six, ten, thirteen. Thirteen. To the end of the Detroit series. I mean, if I said ten and three, is that too aggressive? I think that uh, because they're aggressive. the Metropolitans, right, that's, that's aggressive. aggressive. But, Since they're the on. Metropolitans, I'm, truthfully, truthfully, I would take. I'll give them eight, eight and five. Eight and six. Eight and five. Eight and five. What are you? Seventeen. What's what's record? Nineteen and twenty. Nineteen. Okay. One game under. Right. All right. What? Who? What's the lead? Is it Philly or? Philly's in the lead. They're four ahead of the Mets right now. Twenty-three and sixteen. It's not so late that you got to start making a move. But if you're the Mets, you got to wipe up this 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 this, this opportunity here. 
and like I said, I would say ten and three, nine and four. You got to you want to be on the plus side of that, just because you want to feel good about your team. If not, I think Mickey Callaway is going to lose his job. I agree. And they had that meeting. What was it? Brody Van Wagenen and Will Ponds. Will Ponds came together. Like Kumbaya. Who was the Who was the voice in that room out of those three knuckleheads? I feel like it has to be Brody. Like I know Will be, Pond's yeah. the owner, right? They're just, but I I feel like it's they're gotta just crunching be Brody. numbers about Bernie Madoff. One hundred percent. And see the way I look at Major League Baseball, Ant, and I, and I think you might agree with me here. You, every team's gonna win sixty games, and every team is gonna lose sixty games. It's what you do with those other Jackie Robinsons mm. that really decide what your season becomes. One hundred percent. Couldn't say any better myself. And. For the Mets, if you think about it, you can choose which 42 of those games you want to pick to be the important ones. But if you were to choose the first 42, if you look at the Mets, their season's over because it got late early and away for them, which is why Mickey Calloway's on the hot seat, which is to your point, you got to take advantage of these next 13 games. You cannot. You need to do what the Yankees just did. Play with that sense of urgency, but for two different reasons. They did it because they need to stay afloat to get to their health. You need to do it because you're fully effing healthy, and you should be playing better than what you've done to this point. I think the Mets can make some simple moves right now to, to help their pitching staff. I know their pitching has always been Well, Amad Rosario is a terrible fielding shortstop. Yeah, that, 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 yeah that, that, that needs to be addressed, but... There are two guys, Kimbrell and, and Keiko on the sidelines. What do you think about it? I mean, I know obviously those guys want longer-term contracts, but if you're Brody, can you, can you convince the Wilpons that, the, that if they got these two guys, I think that would really – I mean, that would that would crazily solidify your pitching staff. Sure, 100%. I mean, as I'm long sure as you Kim, are hitting. Kimbrell, Kimbrell first because the bullpen yes, needs way right. more help. But who's who's hurt? Mats or Wheeler? Mats, right? Mats. Vargas is hurt. I hate oh, Vargas. I'm good you, you on know, him. You, yeah. So yeah, you know what? Then yeah, I'll take you. I mean, listen, I you care. got the Grom, Syndergaard, Keiko. Those three. Are you? That's a sick. Cool, that's a and solid if Wheeler cool. just does his right six innings, he's your three four or five guy. Just right. give it to me. Right. That's all I need. Yeah, 100%. You're good enough to do that consistently. I guess because the, the contracts it doesn't add up to get both. So you probably need to get Kimbrell or Keiko. Sure. But if I'm if I'm the Mets, I, I think I make that call. If they come down though, they gotta come down. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess you get a rate because he's missed already 20, 30 games a season. I would assume, right? You would hope. But he, what's he asking for? A three, four-year deal? See, if I'm one of them, if I'm either of them, I just take give me two years with a third-year option. Right. So I get Maybe the rest of this year, year, next year, and then the option on the third one. Let me prove to you. Last thing I got for you before we get off the baseball. The Boston Red Sox are playing well. Yeah, well, They've listen. won five straight. That's typical. Houston. One David, five straight. David Price coming back off a deal. Plus how good IO. Tampa Bay is. Right. Dude. Listen. I'll tell you what. My little the my, twins are good. The AL is good. My little Yankees. The little engine that could, brother. All right? We're we're chugging along. The way I look at this baseball season is there are a lot of teams that are in contention. Parity, buddy. Hundred percent. I love it. And I feel like this year more than a lot of other years. Like look at the cap of the like I just said, Tampa Bay's got maybe a sixty million dollar cap total. Yankees in, IL stint as like to as, triple that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, so you don't have to be a big market to be in first place. Maybe Minnesota, they don't spend a lot of money. You know, they're doing it with, uh, I guess, duct tape and glue, as you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, they're 11 games over 500. Right. Pre- playing pretty damn good. And what do my Yankees do? They took three out of four. Yeah. So, listen, our test is Houston. 
Houston seems to have our number. I agree with you 100%. That's becoming that's slowly, You're not winning the World Series if you don't go through Houston. That's slowly becoming our rival, like our biggest rivalry. Because I know Boston played so well last year, but to me, right. it's Houston's I think that year. I think Boston's was an outlier last year. And Correa, Bregman, Altuve, those dudes play with a chip on their shoulder to begin with. Right. And they're annoyed it's, it's with the disrespect Verlander, that they're getting. I love them. I hate that guy. Love them. I hate that guy. Love his wife. Hate love that guy. Love him, love his wife. Love sure him you all. do. You love everyone. Whole family. You want him on the Dolphins, don't you? You want him on the fence. That's <laughs> on the fence. I'll take him on the Thunder at this point. It's the type oh, of winner he is. Thunder, brutal. It's the whole. It's to me. That's what's fun about this baseball year. Guess what time it is? <laughs> what time is it? What do you got? What do you got? It's your favorite segment of all time. I'm the best at it. You're terrible. The greatest of all time. Some call me the goat of what do you got? You're 41 and 48 after your performance oh, last week. And that was you going one and one last week. I want to re. I want to re. I want to revote. I'm like Florida here. You had you, you chose the Yankees over Tampa Bay. That's right. You yes, just sir. had Luke Boyd. Did I? Yeah. I thought I chose Domingo Herman. The w. So let's go back. And, oh, he's struggling right now. Yeah. Oh, for three with a walk. Hey, on base percentage. Yeah. OBP baby. So you went one for one. So I went zero for two. There you go. I chose Colorado. I chose uh, McKinnon. That's right. He chose the the, the, the shots. He got hurt in the first period, uh, so he almost was out the whole game. So you jinxed him. Of course. He gave the Romanello jinx. So Colorado loses game seven. He came back. He was, he was plus one, three shots on goal, but nothing spectacular. So nothing. I gave myself an 0 for 2. Good for you. So I am uh, 44 and uh, 45. Wow, dips below 500. You suck. Yeah, so I'm going to go first this week. Please do so. Andrew, what do you got? I got basketball. Hardwood. I think I'm 0 for the century picking hockey this year, so I'm staying away from it. You always say that, but did you then still I go back to hockey? find a way to going back to hockey. It's okay, though. It's the Alfred Hitchcock in Stay, you. It is the Alfred Hitchcock in me. Staying on the hardwood, okay? I want game one of the Eastern Conference Finals Wednesday night. I believe it's a 9.30 jump off. Oh, my God. I believe it's, it's so a late. TNT jump off. That's right. They it's an 8.30 jump off on Wednesday it's Anthony's favorite commentary crew of Charles Barkley and the gang. Oh, it's terrible. Terrible, Andrew. Toronto is 1-3 in the regular season against Milwaukee. Now, I know you throw out regular season statistics, but I, I alluded to this earlier. Our teaser alerted it. Now I'm going to give it to you. Game one of a series is the most important game. Toronto's on the road. Everyone counts them out. They're tired. They played a game seven. They barely beat Philly. There's nobody that Kawhi has. Milwaukee's been sitting and watching. I said it before. They didn't have a hard series. Watch Toronto come in and steal game one. And on the backs of, I'm not going to say a spectacular game by Kyle Lowry, but he's going to be the perfect Batman to Kawhi Leonard's Robin, which he has not been able to do for getting paid $31.5 million a year by the Toronto Raptors. I got Kyle Lowry for the Raptors. I got him dropping 16 points. He's going to do eight dimes. He's going to be four of six from beyond the arc, Mr. Lowry. And he's going to help will the Toronto Raptors past Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. That could be the dumbest pick you've ever had. Really? Well done. Well done, sir. 0 for 2. I like it. 0 for 2 again. He's going to go to 44, 47, folks. Write that down. Anthony. What do you got? I'm going to make it simple for you, folks. Two words. The GOAT. Tiger Woods. <laughs> Beth Page Black. Are you taking Sunday at the Masters next Sunday year? is at the players. <laughs> the course is going to play long. Hopefully the, the rain holds up. So 
saw you saw my man just take it, and you saw everybody else wilt around him and just beck and flee at the, the the call of Tiger Woods. All right, well, because we are such a professional podcast and we have production meetings before we go on on air and record, I know we talked about the scoring. We did, we did. Of this, what do you got? So right. why don't you let the people know how we're going to score this? All right. So obviously, we always go for a, a two for here, and since I'm, I'm just choosing Tiger Woods. Uh, I think we chose if he finishes in the top five, I go one for one because obviously he didn't win it, but he's I mean he still played well. If he comes number one, obviously he's two and zero. That's clearly clearly. If he drops out of the top five, Anthony's over. <laughs> so really, Anthony's getting screwed. But I'm so good at this game, as my record states. So I'm I'll gladly take one of the greatest golfers ever to lace him up on the court on one of the court on one of our hometown courses. I've, I've had a chance to play Beth Page. It's Effing long. Long Island. That's right. Good luck I might the, be there. Good luck with the traffic. Live yeah. broadcast. Your boy Sean O'Neill has uh, some passes there to you the go. page black. But live broadcast. Maybe I'll get out there. Since throw, bring the equipment. Throw those dab stickers all over the place. Alfred Hitchcock and I might be taking the ride out there to there that page black. Why not? What did, we have the odds on that? Get there early. I what? don't know. I haven't pulled them up. Let me uh, banter about. I can pull them up for you. Because I'm you, curious. What do you care about? The betting, uh, the betting favorite has to be Tiger Woods based off what he did at the Masters. Because all I got right now is matchups, so you know I can't get not until Thursday. Can I just can I just get a Ricky Fowler major championship? And if people don't, I don't have that. The players was no was always the last tournament in the circuit of majors in golf, and this year it's this is the first year it's placed. It, as a May tournament, as a major. So this is something different than what's gone on in the past on the PGA Tour. So this is our first year playing the Players' Championship second on the major circuit. So, Anthony, I want Ricky Fowler winning something. That's not bad. 16-1 to 1 odds for you. Okay. Winning the Players. All right. Tiger Woods is the best, 9-1. to 1. Figured. And Brooks and Dustin Johnson right behind him. Kepa is so to jacked. Dude, he's playing some good golf. I would like to bet on him. He was him. all over the Byron Nelson. You think he curls 60s? Yeah. That's his warm-up. Yeah. Good. I heard he lifts after his rounds. Curls for girls. Yeah, why not? I heard his warm-up is 225 on the bench. Tiger Woods, betting favorite. All right. We got golf this weekend. We got basketball for conference finals. We got hockey. We got Dadville Regattas. We got Dadville Regattas. We give, we give you everything you need here on the DAP Podcast. We bring it to you, folks. Whatever you need, whenever you need it. That's what we're here for. Andrew Romanella, Anthony Rinaldi, episode 67. Wow. I'm, I'm tired. I'm going home. Let's, help, let's get us on the iHeartRadio, as stated earlier. You can get us on the Twitter. You can get us on the Instagram. You can get us at the website, dappodcast.com, gmail, dappodcast, gmail.com. Get on the anchor. Send us a voicemail. Slide in the DMs. Send us a DM, whatever it is. Go ahead and get in there. And the last thing I'm going to tell you people is because it's so hard to record a Friday dab for a 12-month calendar year, we're going to do Friday dabs now in seasons, Mr. Rinaldi. Season one of the Friday dab is going to kick off this coming Friday. Wow. Season, Season one, one of the newly established Friday Dab. There you go. Love it. And Can't then wait to hear it. It's going to be a summer production here on the Dab Podcast. Yes, sir. Summer production. Maybe you'll join me. Maybe. That'd be fun. No, maybe not. Until then, we will talk to you later. The world I love, the tears I've dropped to be part of.